Before we get to this week's episode, we've got a few things to take care of. First, we want to let you know that our audio course is finally out on Himalaya Learning. The Wildlife of Your Home pod course is a 10-episode series that will train you to become an indoor wildlife investigator, a rare kind of scientist. You'll learn about ecosystems by discovering the unknown creatures you wake up with every day. It's available right now on learning.himalaya.com tumble. If you enroll now, you'll get a free 14-day trial on the Himalaya Learning platform. And next, we got some new patrons to thank. Roland, Bridger, happy belated birthday on August 2nd, Bridger. Your dad loves you and loves all the adventures you go on. Isaac and Aurora Lang, Ian Skinner, Aaron, Holly, and Charlotte. And Charlotte, happy birthday on August 15th. Keep learning and asking questions. Your mommy loves you. And also Cleo Chan Testa. Keep learning and shining, and happy birthday on August 21st. There are also some more not-new patrons with birthdays coming up. Persephone Schmitter, happy birthday on August 14th. Leo Liked Gould, happy birthday on August 15th. Your parents love you and are so grateful for you. Catherine, happy birthday on August 16th. Emma Kay, happy birthday on August 21st. Mom and Dad are always so proud of you. Julian Butel, happy birthday on August 21st. Thanks to all of you and to everyone who supports Tumble on Patreon. If you'd like to get a shout-out like these people, or get a happy birthday wish from yours truly on our podcast, just go to patreon.com slash tumblepodcast and pledge at the $5 level or higher. Once again, that's patreon.com slash tumblepodcast. Hi, I'm Andrew. And I'm Polly. Yeah, and we're here to introduce a special bonus episode of Tumble. That's right. It's one of our very favorite episodes of Tumble, which is called... Wait, Polly, tell them who we are first. Oh, oh, you might not know us. Yeah, I don't think they necessarily know us. We're friends of Lindsay and Marshall. Yeah. That's Andrew. Hi. And that's Polly. And we make music for kids. Yeah, you might have heard us on Sirius XM, Kids Place Live. We sing a song, it's like, la 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 la, la, la grapes. La, yeah, la 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 la. Or you might know us from our podcast, which is called... Ear Snacks. It's fun and free and you might like it. But anyway, but that's not what we're talking about today. No, no, no. We are talking about... We are talking about one of our very favorite episodes of Tumble. And I'm going to give you a clue, Andrew. Yes. Okay. Okay. Mm. It has one of our favorite subjects in it. Okay. Is it burritos? <laughs> it's not burritos. No. Hmm. It's a po word. It's a pu pu p word. Pu 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 dogs who time travel. It's not dogs who time travel. No. It's, hmm. It has pirates in it. Pirates? Yes. And I don't know if you know this, but something that pirates kind of hate oh 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 i know what pirates hate are you ready let's say it on the count of three should we say it on the count of three let's say it on the count of three. okay one, one two, two three, three. trash in the ocean <laughs> wait let's try it again <laughs> sorry that's pretty good okay. but um but you know what hmm. first of all i'm wrong oh i think they love rainbows rainbows well, start with an r so they should love them yes yes okay but hmm. you're correct oh they hate trash but they don't call it trash oh what do they you call gotta it? think about it oh Let's say it on the count of three. Oh, right. Okay, here we go. One, One two, two, three. Garbage. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So this is one of our very favorite episodes of Also, Tumble. in this episode, Marshall does a really good pirate accent. It's one of his... Um, skills like he has if he had to list 10 on his resume okay well number one is probably um his skepticism about cats right that's fair uh and number two teaching yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh number three doing a good pirate oh yes yeah voice top three skills yeah okay anyway let's get to it already <laughs> sorry this is one of our very favorite episodes it's called the voyage of the ocean trash with jenny brandon have you heard this one before i have it's all about the pacific garbage patch 
Don't say it like that. It's pretty sad. Oh, sorry. It's all about the Pacific Garbage Patch. Do you remember that time we wrote a song about the Pacific Garbage Patch? I vaguely do, but can it's you like, remind it's me? It's like, did you know there's an island of trash in the ocean? Oh, yeah. Did, did you, you know there's an island of trash in the sea? But it's not a place you want to go on a vacation. There's no sand or breeze or coconut trees. Polly, this is too sad. Don't write the rest of this song. Okay, you're probably right. Let's listen to this great episode of Tumble instead. Yeah! Hope you like it. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Welcome to Tumble, the show where we explore stories of science discovery. Today, we're talking about the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. We'll explore how the trash we throw away ends up in the ocean, and how scientists are studying what happens to it. And is it possible to clean it all up? Isla is a listener from Hawaii who loves the ocean and is worried about ocean pollution. I want to see if I can help out with stopping pollution because I really want to do that. Isla's mom told us whenever they go to the beach, they pick up trash together. But Isla wants to know about the trash that gets into the water. When trash is already in the water, is it possible to... Like, take the trash out of the water and pollution would be gone? Or is pollution stuck in the water forever and ever, even if we took the trash out? Well, that's a great question. I mean, I always wonder about all the pollution we put in the ocean and will we ever be able to get it clean? So, I mean, can we? I think that we can clean up the ocean. I'm really hopeful about doing that. And I want to help. Okay, so why do we need to know about the Great Pacific Garbage Patch in order to clean up the ocean? Is that the only place where you can find trash? Well, when trash gets washed off the shore or falls off boats or gets swept in through rivers, it all ends up in the garbage patch. And it never disappears. It just breaks down into tiny, confetti-sized pieces of trash, which are really hard to clean up. So it's not like a floating island of trash? I kind of always imagined it that way. No, it's not like that at all. It's more like a soup of trash in the middle of the ocean. So I'll let somebody who's been there describe it for us. Can you tell me about the very first time that you went out and saw the Great Pacific Garbage Patch? The garbage patch is very surreal because you are days from land in a new direction. It's just like blue horizon everywhere. That's Jenny Brandon from the Scripps Institution of Oceanography at the University of California, San Diego. She studies that hard to clean up broken down plastic called microplastic. So is that like plastic toys for very tiny people? (laughs) Unfortunately, no. (laughs) So she's traveling days on a ship to find trash? Yeah, she has to go out into the garbage patch herself on a research ship to collect samples of these little pieces of plastic. She saw nothing but blue sea for a few days, and then things started popping up in the water. It's not like I didn't think we were going to sail into trash, but 
to actually see it for myself and be able to like pull out these fishing nets out of the ocean that were like covered in barnacles and actually see the horizon and then just see like a tire bob by was just so surreal. Wow. So like you're in the ocean and you see nothing but whales and sharks and mermaids, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Really? (laughs) And then suddenly it's like a tire? Yeah. And what's living in the ocean, besides for mermaids, are living with our trash. They should be living on seaweed or driftwood or something like that. And now they just live on like a beach chair or something. She's seen tiny crabs, mussels, and barnacles living on trash, and fish eating the bacteria and plant life that grows on it. So trash is really changing the ecosystem of the ocean, and probably not for the better. That's really sad. Like, did she try to clean up the trash while she was out there? Well, she was just out there to pick up samples of microplastic to study, but the crew of the ship really wanted to stop and pick stuff up hard to not collect these large fishing floats that are going by and these like huge balls of rope that you're like we can't just leave that in the ocean like we want to pull it up so we just kind of had this collection on the back deck of trash the trash they collected it grew into a pile four feet tall on the back of the boat when the ship docked in hawaii where isla happens to live No one was excited to see what they had cleaned up because now it had to go somewhere. So it's this whole burden for Hawaii that they just happen to be in the middle of this trash that most of it's not theirs. Almost none of it's theirs. So if the trash isn't coming from Hawaii, where is it coming from? It comes from everywhere. Some of it is obviously from fishing boats. A lot of it comes from like rivers and harbors and beaches. It also comes from shipping. Some of it is what we call nurdles, which is like a super weird word. (laughs) So it's like nurdles an insult for sailors. Like, you're a nurdle. No, you're a nurdle. You're a nurdle. Don't call me a nurdle. You're a nurdle. Fine. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, all of our plastic stuff starts out as nurdles. <laughs> there are these little plastic beads and they get melted down into whatever. If you have plastic toys, those are made from nurdles. And when they get poured into shipping containers at harbors, a lot end up going over to the side and just fall into the water. So wait, they just drop off the side? That's nuts. I know. The other thing you might not realize is what goes down the drain in our home is part of the problem too. So it's like micro beads in your toothpaste or in your face wash and then clothing fibers is actually a lot of it. These kinds of tiny plastic beads and acrylic fibers like from fleece jackets are small enough to make it through the filters that clean our wastewater. And so when the cleaned wastewater gets back in our environment it's still got lots of plastic in it? Yeah and it eventually all flows out into a trash vortex. Oh no. It gets to the middle of the Great Pacific Garbage Patch by currents, almost like a sink drain. So what makes it that way? Like, did a part of the ocean decide to take on the trash, like when they were having a meeting and Poseidon was like, listen, Mr. Pacific, it's your turn. I've had people living on me for thousands of years. (laughs) No, no, it's what happens in something called a gyre. A gyre? Yeah, it's a system of ocean currents that circulate ocean water around the entire planet. Currents and the winds 
push together and they kind of push all the water to the center. Okay, so that's how trash gets pulled out from the coast into the way middle of nowhere ocean. Exactly. But then when there's big storms, it can kind of get pulled out of the Great Pacific Garbage Patch and then it will hit places like Hawaii and other Pacific islands. Some of the trash Isla's picking up with her mom probably came from the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. And it's not that this is only happening in the Pacific Ocean. It's actually a problem in every major ocean. So there's actually five of these big gyres in the ocean and plastic accumulates in all of them. Man, that's that's really crazy. So how long has this been happening? That's part of what Jenny is trying to figure out. Some of the plastic has been in the ocean so long, it's broken into those tiny little pieces we were talking about, microplastics. Because right now when you pull out microplastic, you don't know where it came from, what it used to be, how long it's been in the ocean. I actually look at the chemical signature of it and try to figure out how long it's been degrading in the sun. How does she find out when that trash went out to sea? With probably the most awesome tool known to science. I uh, shoot lasers at the plastic. (laughs) And then I look at um, the chemical bonds in the plastic and how they've changed over time. Lasers! I love it when scientists get to use lasers. Me too. Pew, 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 pew! (laughs) (laughs) So she takes those uh, plastics from the ocean that she shot the lasers at, and then she compares the ocean trash to plastic that she put out herself in the sun to dry, where she knows exactly how old it is. So what she finds out will help scientists understand how long it takes plastic to get into the garbage patch. And then do we know how long it's taking things to degrade from big stuff to to little stuff? You know, is the plastic only a year old or is it like 30 years old when it's the size of confetti? A really important thing that scientists want to know is how the plastic affects sea life. They know that it's changing how plants and animals live. Uh, Like living on a beach chair instead of seaweed. And we know they're eating plastic. It's the same size as the stuff that they're supposed to eat. And that means it's in the bodies of the fish that we eat that come from the ocean. And so those are kind of the questions that we're like just on the cusp of understanding um, whether we're actually eating plastic. Whoa, so in a way, the plastic we put in the ocean might come back to us. Yeah, one scientist found plastic in fish stomachs, but she's still figuring out if that plastic gets into the part of the fish that we eat. We don't eat fish stomachs usually. So the garbage patch reaches us, even if the trash is out of sight, out of mind. But going back to Isla's question, like, is there anything that we can do about it? Can we take trash out of the ocean or once it's in there, is it stuck in there forever? What would you say the answer is to that? Right now, we don't have a very good solution to take the little stuff out. Um, The little plastic is the same size as little plankton and fish eggs and larvae and all things that we need in the ocean. And so most cleanup solutions right now would clean up too many other things we need. But there is an idea being tested in the Netherlands right now by a guy named Boyan Slat. He was only 19 when he came up with the idea of putting a bunch of nets out in the middle of the ocean that catch the plastic but let the current go through. Yeah, that makes sense. 
Yeah, in theory, but some scientists are nervous about it because they don't think that it can catch microplastics without catching that tiny ocean life too. We're at an engineering standstill right now. No one's figured it out, but I wouldn't say that forever we won't be able to clean it up. I just say right now we don't know how to clean it up. That means we need a lot of new people to help come up with creative new ideas. Exactly. And there's stuff you can do right now. So what can Isla or someone like Isla do if they want to help? That is a great question. They can definitely use less plastic um, just so that there's less trash that we have to deal with in the future. If you want to do more like Isla, we'll have tips and organizations that you can get involved with on our website at tumblepodcast.com. We also want to know from you, how would you clean trash out of the ocean? How would you clean trash out of the ocean, Marshall? (laughs) Probably with a net. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) What if we had aliens come in and just suck all the trash out of the ocean? I mean, all we'd have to do is just call up the aliens, which, I mean, last time I saw them at a party, I got their number, so. Oh, cool. All right. Let's call. Certainly, they they had iPhones. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we want to hear your ideas, drawings, designs, descriptions, books, treatises. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you have, please send them to us. Thanks to our friends Andrew and Polly for introducing this episode. Their podcast Ear Snacks is one of our favorites for kids. And their song Grapes is one of our favorite songs. I sing it anytime I look at grapes. I'm going to go home. And I'm going to eat some grapes. La, 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 la grapes. grapes. Find Ear Snacks on iTunes. You'll really enjoy it. When we first aired this episode, we got your drawings of how you would clean up trash. Thomas Daring, now six, said, I'm going to dive down and pick up the trash with special gloves. They protect me from hurting my hands. Maybe they have special materials that stick to the garbage and not the fish, because you don't want to get stuck to the fish. <laughs> Jackson Ballantyne told us, My idea is to make a thing that has a sensor that senses if something is trash and sucks it up. And it senses if it is alive and lets it go. That's a good idea. And Sylvia Sibley said, Well, we kind of solved this problem. I will go there and pick up the trash within a net for the cans and bottles I find. I'll recycle them. And the tires I find, I'll just clean them up and we could use them for swings. And the rope I find, I'll coil it back up and weave it into a net so fishing people can use it. Those are some earth-saving ideas. (laughs) Send us more. We haven't gotten the plastic out of the ocean yet. Email us at tumblepodcasts at gmail.com or use the contact form on our website, tumblepodcasts.com. While you're there, you can sign up for our newsletter where we just recommended four brand new podcasts for kids. And you can also support us on Patreon. For this episode, we'd like to thank Jenny Brandon, PhD candidate at the Scripps Institution of Oceanography at UC San Diego. Sarah Lentz is our associate producer. I'm Lindsay Patterson, and I produce this show. And I'm Marshall Escamilla, and I make the music. Thanks for listening, and tune in next time for more stories of science discovery. Give me a Z!